Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Just work harder, Nicole. I'm trying, Was. No, if you just work harder, you'll get there. So they say, but I'm trying, I'm pedaling as fast as I can. Well, pedal faster. I can't. Yeah, you can. No, I'm at You're maximum capacity. <laughs> I mustn't be. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? We, uh, I don't know, there seems to be this thing about working harder, mm-hmm. despite all the stuff about working smarter. So welcome to the show, listeners. Uh this is the Tradies in Business podcast, in case you were wondering. It's like, hang on a minute. What the hell have I tuned into here? <laughs> <laughs> um, g'day, Nick. How are you? I'm good, Was. How are you? Great. I was just saying this morning to my wonderful wife that starting a sentence with um is such a shit thing to do, and I just did it. But it happens. It does. It's, I feel lazy. I don't think it's lazy. It's that little gap you need to think about what you're about to say. Provide some fill. Uh <laughs> and I, I've read, I've read that the silence is actually way more impactful and powerful when you when you look at communicating with people. Having a little break like that actually creates a lot of tension and impact, especially in an audio medium like a podcast. I can imagine in a podcast. Do you know one of the best tips I ever heard? No. <laughs> I'm trying to leave a gap was uh, in interviewing for staff was to allow some silence at the end of their question don't jump in and help them on to the next one just let them sit for a little bit sounds like fantastic advice it's great advice <laughs> and it's amazing how much they fill that silence with people start sweating they when, do when it goes quiet you just see people squirm <laughs> and they jump in and fill the space we're so bad at that or good at that well, yes, we're good at it, but it also gives opportunity to learn what that person's maybe like when they're under pressure. Absolutely. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, you have to on, get on to that. Fuck it Friday. It's still I still feel a little naughty when I say that. I think it's harder when I'm standing here in the office with you than it was the other day when we did it online. Yeah. Mm. We should do it online then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why Tinder's so successful. Perhaps. Anywho. <laughs> so uh working harder. Hmm. It's pretty simple, isn't it? If you just put in the effort, you get the results. That's what they say. Mm. And you and I were chatting about this recently. Uh, for those that don't know, listening to the show, good day again, listeners. Great to have you with us. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm also a CrossFit Level 1 trainer. Um, I happen to be very passionate about not just CrossFit, but functional movement, basically. So making sure our bodies are capable of doing what they're supposed to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And um, for me personally, I'm a slightly older dad and uh, who knows, I might be an even older dad sometime <laughs> down the track, uh, recently married. And um, CrossFit's a great way to do that for me. So I do a little bit of training at my local gym. I'm the Friday morning guy. <laughs> so I'm the guy that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I've been coaching for a couple of years, done a whole lot of sessions. And so Friday mornings for me are a bit of fun. Um, I roll into the gym in the coach's shirt and uh, I get to have a bit of a play as a, as a CrossFit coach. And I see members, sadly, that do this thing called overtraining. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems to be a particular issue with younger 
people mm-hmm. with the younger generation uh, where they will come in and there's there's a some accepted wisdom that one solid session a day four to five days a week is is more than enough for an average human to get great strength gains to maintain mobility time for recovery most of us would probably know and if you don't that the rest cycle is just as important as the training cycle i'm really good at the rest cycle (laughs) you rest hard i do i'm a pro rester so uh having that sleep and having a rest day um so you know within crossfit there's generally a three-on-one-off cycle mm-hmm. that is touted as sort of being ideal. Three days of heavy training, one one-hour solid session per day for mm-hmm. three days, and then a rest day where you might do a bit of mobility, go for a walk, you know, take the dog for a jog or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and then back into it again. And I see some of the younger people, this is a bit of a backhander at, I guess, the millennial stereotype of uh-huh. wanting everything yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just millennials, but there's a lot of young people who come in and they'll do two sessions a day, five days a week. I don't know where they find the strength for that. They don't. No. And as a coach, I can see that they're not performing Mm. with intensity in each of those workouts because they're breaking themselves down. They're not recovering enough. And not surprisingly, there's a few of those young'uns that are are sporting some injuries. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's a 21-year-old that's got a shoulder injury. That's a bit scary. Um, you know, one of the young guys who's actually on coaching staff and he's pulled his head in a bit, he's done his ankle, his knee, his wrist, um, and something else. Wow. And some some of it is from that overtraining volume and some of it is, and particularly this is prevalent among men at our gym, and, and this is not just our gym and I'm certainly not dissing on CrossFit because it's bloody brilliant. <laughs> Uh, but putting more weight on the barbell mm-hmm. than they really should mm-hmm. because the good old ego gets in the way. And it's like, oh, I'm going to put more weight on the bar. And if I <laughs> if I lift heavier, I'm going to get bigger muscles. And it's a crock of shit. It is. They're actually doing the opposite. That's interesting that you say. And And so, like, I struggle at the moment to get in probably two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, I've been doing this for four years, the physical training, you know, fairly consistently, three, four times a week consistently mm-hmm. for four years. And, you know, I'm very happy with my results and I do this for, for well-being and health, not mm-hmm. because I want to look a certain way or compete. Um, and so I can actually maintain what I've created in two or three sessions a week now. Right. Um, injury-free. You know, I get plenty of rest time. I enjoy my workouts. When I do a workout, I do it at 100%. And, you know, I'm crushing some people who are overtraining who should be way fitter than me. They're half my freaking age <laughs> and they're struggling. So you're saying overtraining is a bad thing? Absolutely. And it's, and it's well known among coaching staff and exercise physiologists and everything that you can overtrain, right? So this conversation, this is a very long bow <laughs> draw for some people, they're like, was we know you love CrossFit, man. Can you stop talking about CrossFit? First rule of CrossFit is you always talk about CrossFit, right? <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? I reckon just like you can overtrain at the gym, whether you're a weightlifter or a triathlete or whatever, I mean, any sport, you pick a sport, it is possible to overtrain. Football, if you train too hard, game day turns up, you've got no, nothing in the tank. Nothing in the tank. And you'll injure yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Footy is, is big for that. And you have a look at... 
the higher levels of any football code, mm. how they manage recovery and rest with their athletes. It is very, very important. So, listeners, <laughs> or listener, you know, maybe your name's Mitch or Tom. James or Tom or Sally or whoever's listening, if this is you and you're in a business and a trade and you're busting your ass 70 hours a week, guess what you're doing? You're overworking. But it's easy to do. How am I going to get the job done if I don't do it? That's right. I don't have time to mm -hmm. rest. Can you afford not to rest, I guess, is the thing that I'm, I'm putting out there mm. because I just see so many people, and my dad did this his whole life, literally worked himself into the ground. I think it's a bit of an older mentality, if I might say. We have to work harder. We have to work faster. We have to do more stuff to get it done. Yeah, and, and if we just push harder, we'll get more done. And if we get more done, we'll get more results. Correct. There'll be more money in the bank. Which, you know what? That's true to a point. But what point? That's right. So it's like everything in life. The wonderful thing about balance, right? <laughs> it's finding that that middle point with the pendulum. But I just I see way too many people working way too hard, not not valuing their time, their health, their family enough, and. And, you know, the thing for me is, and I did this, right? This was a big factor in, in uh, my previous marriage falling apart mm -hmm. um, was I worked I worked crazy hours, you know? Yeah. I'd be with clients during the day, all day, and I was creating websites and stuff and new products and member platforms and I was, I was into the podcast and I'd come home and do the dinner thing and then I'd be on the laptop at night and I'd be on the laptop till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then into bed and then up at, you know, 4.30 the next morning, I'd go and train at the gym and then I'd be straight back into work again. I didn't, didn't work weekends so much, not like, not like you guys listening to the show, mm -hmm. um, which are very prone to weekend work. Mm -hmm. But I, I put a lot into the business mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how much it was impacting my relationship until it was literally too fucking late. I think it's common. And I think tradies forget that their biggest tool in their business is actually them, Absolutely. their bodies, the Absolutely. way they work. And if they don't have that time for rest and recovery, before you know it, you can't do the work. And then what are you going to do? And, and listening to this show, you know that if you use your brick saw every day repeatedly and don't ever put it into the shop for maintenance or put a new blade on it and sharpen the damn thing or, you know, if it's petrol-powered, if you don't get it serviced, you're going to need that, that saw on a job one day mm -hmm. and you'll pick it up and the fucking thing won't start and you've got a deadline or it starts but it won't run mm -hmm. or, you know, heaven forbid the blade shatters because you've got a few missing teeth on it and you just haven't got around to putting it into the shop or replacing it or whatever... You don't do that stuff, right? Because you know the consequences of not maintaining your tools. That's right. And some people are, are a bit slow and haven't figured that out yet. But, <laughs> you know, tool maintenance is really, really important. Vehicle maintenance is the same. Mm -hmm. You know, your ute breaks down on the way to a job. That's a whole day done. That's right. Absolutely. So even if you're doing your servicing yourself, I know you're looking after your tools and your vehicles, right? Mm. And I literally had this conversation with a new client yesterday and if he's listening to this episode, big ups to him for actually 
doing something about this, right? Taking responsibility for this. Absolutely. Is having the discipline to maintain the number one tool in your business. Your tool. Uh, <laughs> the number one tool in your business, which is yourself, right? Yes. And the conversation I had with, with uh, this client yesterday, a wingman client, was about paying yourself. Mm-hmm. And the yeah the common thing as we know Nick is we pay ourselves if and when there's any money available. It's just the wrong way to do Everyone things. Everyone else gets paid first, right? Yep, yep. And and as I said to we'll just call him Bill, right? Um, no, fuck it. I'll, I'll out him here, right? Carson, if you're listening, g'day, mate. Hi, um, Carson. <laughs> so. You know, he's doing the same as, as just about every other trade business owner out there. It's like, yeah, look, I take a bit, but, you know, I try and leave it in the business. And sometimes it is it is that. It's like, yeah, but I want to reinvest it in the business. I, mm-hmm. You know, I want to upgrade the tool or do more marketing or whatever. So I just take what I need. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to him and his partner yesterday, so, okay, let's imagine for a moment that the three of us are the board for your company, mm-hmm. right? And we've identified as a board that there is this key employee in the business that if they leave, we're fucked. It's a great way to look at it. Right? If we lose our number one employee, we're literally fucked. This this guy or girl is the whole business. All of the knowledge, the customer relationships, the cash flow management, the job planning, the, the staff management, everything is with this one key person in the business. If you were a corporation you would be in crisis mode trying to diversify your risk. You'd be finding out what that person wants. You'd be giving them everything they want to make sure they stay. Of course. Right? Because if they leave, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you pay that person handsomely, retain them in the business? Why do you think it's something we don't think about as business owners? Because there's this shit idea that's perpetuated for some reason <laughs> with business owners that we sacrifice ourselves for the, with this dopey idea that that's somehow going to lead to success. But that's not what we go in business for, is it? No. And I'm not saying that you should, oh, cool, well, I'll, well, I'll just pay myself three grand a week. Yeah. And, you know, I'll do 35 hours because that's what I'd get if I worked for the government. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll be broke in three months. So I'm not right. saying that, right? Don't be silly about this. That's that's a job for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, pay yourself five hundred bucks a week, mm. or three hundred a week if like if you dribs and drabs two fifty a week here and there. Maybe if you can afford it, and you're relying on the the missus or the other way around, you know, you're relying mm-hmm. on hubby to to bring home the bacon and prop up the business. How long do you reckon that's going to last? Yeah, good question. So anyway. Kind of, I've, I've looped around to instead. Well, it's the whole working harder thing, right? It's still the same ideal, right? We we we're told constantly, we're bombarded with messages that we need to work harder, not smarter, and it should be the other way around. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. And you know, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk, and I've talked about him on recent episodes, and went and saw him live in Brisbane a little while back. He's a big proponent of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he put a thing on Instagram this morning with a bit of a meme thing or an image. I don't know, I'm, I'm too old to know which <laughs> what the difference is between these things, but it was funny. And it's him pissing himself laughing in a photo. And basically it says, you know, you call yourself an entrepreneur, but you haven't sold a fucking thing. Right. To anybody. Mm-hmm. 
and and that irks me a little bit too. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's all these entrepreneurs out there, and it's like, so what do you what do you done? Oh well, I've got this idea, and I've got a website, and well, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this. The point is Gary Vee is a big proponent of work hard, right? Gritty, hard work, long hours, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I and I think the danger in that is that people can go, well, see, you know, he's a multi gazillionaire. He's a big business guru and he says you just got to bust your ass for 10 years to make it. But is he saying that you need to work 70, 80 hours a week? No, and not for free. Exactly. He, he does say, you know, get up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. start work at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. finish at 10 o'clock at night if that's what you got to do for six months to launch your product. Or if you, you know, you've got some marketing you need to get done, do that at 4 a.m. I, I do this myself even now. You know, we're yes. working on some new stuff. Yep. And I've wound the alarm clock back to 5 a.m. Okay, so on that, my regular wake-up time is 4, 4.30. Oh, so you win. <laughs> okay, you're, we, you're working we can harder. compete if you like. <laughs> That's but it, I'm making mine 4 now. <laughs> it's the, my productive time of the day. True. But I take time out in the middle of the day to yeah. do the other stuff that I need to do. So that might Absolutely. be stuff with kids or it might be going to the gym or not CrossFit. I am not the other CrossFit Nazi. Or taking a rest, whatever it is, I do take that time during the day. So I guess that's my form of balance. Absolutely. Mm. And and like I'm down with you doing your invoicing at 11 p.m. Mm. I don't think it's uh, – my personal belief is that's not the best time of day to do anything other than sleep. Agreed. Because our bodies are wired for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this time of year in Australia, fabulous time of year to get up early. Yes. Particularly in Queensland because the sun's up at like 2.30 a.m. or something ridiculous. <laughs> With the neighbour's dog. <laughs> oh, yes. You've seen my dog diary. <laughs> I'm keeping a diary of the barking dog next door so I can submit that to council because, you know, I've got to prove that the dog is a problem. But anyway, we won't go into that. <laughs> so I'm a little wired today. Um, but, you know, you should be asleep sort of between 10 p.m. and, and 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's like golden hours for your body's rest and recovery. You'll think better and clearer and, and do better work outside of those hours. But, you know, I, I was in bed by sort of 9.30, 10 o'clock last night, up at 5 this morning. Um, yeah, most of us, the, the early rises, we've done half a day's work before yeah. most people are even having breakfast. That's right. And the phone's not ringing and Facebook isn't pinging and there's not stuff going on. I can just knuckle down and do the work. So I'm a big proponent for working hard. Mm. But work hard smartly. Yes, agreed. You know? Don't just don't just smash yourself against the wall, because again you you're gonna end up injured in business. You're gonna break yourself in business. Agreed, and especially physically. So thinking back to our tradies, you know those big long physical days, especially in summer when it's oh, yeah. so hot, and they're not hydrating themselves properly. You're just asking for trouble, and that trouble is going to not only impact your business but yourself personally and your family. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what anybody wants. It's not what we go to work for. It's not why we have a business. No. So it is. It is such a big headspace shift and a cultural shift to knock off work when there's still daylight. Agreed. Some sector of the trading market do it really well to be finished by lunchtime. Sure. They've got. They've done this really cleverly but also i think that there's a big mental change that needs to happen in regards with office work or paperwork for a tradie right so they feel if they're not on the tools they're not making money well that's rubbish Mm -hmm. just rubbish there's Mm -hmm. so much you can be doing in the office sending those invoices pricing up the next job looking for clients working on your marketing there's a hundred things that you can be doing in the office and that's valid work oh shit yes Mm. 
another wingman client, and, and I'm not going to name him, uh, but basically 50 grand worth of invoices that either hadn't even been issued to clients or hadn't been chased up and collected. Wow. And and that was not for a long period of time. Like, it's measured in months. Yeah. So, it was just that he was too busy doing what he's doing? Yeah. Wow. Partly. That was one of his excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> G'day if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't name you or say where you are or what industry <laughs> you're in. But you know what? That is such a common story. It is a common story because we're just shattered at the end of the day. Yeah. I worked with, I worked with a young bloke. Well, I tried to work with him, but you know what? He was too busy to work with me. I understand. Um, but we did, you know, we did a couple sessions and that was about all we managed to, to get done. Uh, and this is a couple of years ago, electrician and... Um, he was running so hard doing splits through summer mm. and, and like raking in the dough mm. on the profit and loss, mm-hmm. but the invoices weren't going out, 100000 bucks. <sighs> so busting his ass, installing splits like a madman, wow, growing his customer base, got no money. That's What the fuck is the point of that? I don't know. That's that to me is working too hard. That's overtraining. Of course it is. And it's and it's the wrong balance, right? He would have been better off scaling that back to eighty grand, mm-hmm. and the time that he would have saved in not doing the 20, 20 grand's worth of work, send out the invoices, get on the phone, chase them up, collect the money, and have eighty thousand dollars in the bank account. Absolutely. Or can't we employ someone to do the invoicing? Can't we get a there, VA? There are some fabulous ways that mean we don't have to do 80-hour weeks anymore. Exactly. So you can still be your business's biggest tool and outsource and get help to do the other stuff. Your you can tool. still work hard. So you can be a tool and still <laughs> swim in the pool. Oh, my gosh. Do we have to do the rhyming thing today? No. I just like to do it sometimes to make people vomit. <laughs> so if you are an overtrainer i.e. an overworker, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. We really do. Are you an overworker? We've got, we're going to start a therapy group. <laughs> Overworkers Anonymous. <laughs> OA. Man, I think that'll be the biggest group. <laughs> It'll be like the whole of tradies in business. I reckon. Um, but yeah, are you an overworker? Do, are, you, are you sort of guilty of that headspace of, yeah, but there's another 45 minutes of daylight. I can do another job, make mm-hmm. another 100 bucks. If I'm in the office, I'm not making money. Or I just got to work hard. Like, that's just the reality. I just got to bust my ass. Um, or do you have a plan? Are you doing this consciously? You know, have you said, right, I'm going to hit this hard for six months or 12 months? Um, maybe you're an underworker. Mm-hmm. I've maybe, seen a few of those in my time. Maybe you're a procrastinator. <laughs> I might know one of those. You're probably looking at me. <laughs> I was looking at myself. <laughs> There's a big mirror on the wall over there. I can see myself <laughs> smiling. Um, maybe you're a procrastinator. Maybe you, uh, maybe you go for the pleasurable tasks and the easy tasks mm-hmm. over the ones like chasing money. Yes. Because that's Never pleasant. Ringing up saying, hey, can you please pay my bill from three months ago? Please. It'd be nice. Thanks. <laughs> People hate doing that. So who are you? Which one are you? Maybe you're something else. We want to hear from you. Go to Tradies in Business Group on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, if you can't find it, I'd be a bit worried by now. Um, it's 2018. But uh, go to Facebook, go to the group section, search for Tradies in Business. Join if you haven't already. What? Hello. We're what? out here. What? Why haven't you joined? Go and join and tell us, who are you? You an overworker? Underworker? Procrastinator? Mm. Are, you, are you just the grinder? 
just just grinding away doing your the knees job knees and your back and your elbows like anyway my advice is stop it and tell us your plan if you are an overworker i want to know what your plan is for the future how are you going to sustain that mm. hit us up thanks for listening Speak to you soon. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.